Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Feedback and Insights number 11. Email address, shalombayis777 at gmail.com. Today, we're going to discuss an extremely important topic. It's a topic about knowing your tafgid. It's connected, this applies, obviously, it's a universal topic. We'll see how we can connect it to shalombayis in particular, but it's really for everybody. And um, so let me start off saying as follows. We cannot do not a single thing without Hashem's help. So we always ask Hashem to help us do what we need to do. And then Hashem, in His infinite goodness, allows us to do things that we didn't expect that we could do. Um, So I realize that anything I could do is because Hashem allows me to do it. So if I see in a safer, let's say, a wonderful concept that can help me, and in turn can benefit, you know, you, then I am a chuyiv with Hashem's help to explain it right away. So, and that applies with everybody. They learn something that could help them, and you realize it could help others. Then that's an opportunity to help others with that information that was given to you by Hashem. Now, I've seen over the years... It's sad to see, you've all seen it, how Hashem decides sometimes to take away certain abilities and certain gifts from people, sometimes not even naturally, you know, because you have sometimes physical ability waning in older age, Um, but even in unusual ways, you know, you have wealth that disappears, talent, health, motion, memory, nerves, Thinking processes, poof, you know, in one second it's gone. It's tragic to see. And um, I've seen it, Nebuch, I've seen um, some people relatively young age um, suffered severe stroke, losing a lot of their physical and mental abilities, and they live in pain. So as Yidin, we know that these misfortunes are not chas v'shom. They don't take away the value of any given person at all. And um, that's a separate Parsha, it's not for um, this uh, session, but we talked about it and we will talk about it. We have to be very careful that our respect for a person does not take away our, uh, is not moved at all a mashu, not even a haired breath, from before he had the stroke to after he had the stroke, as the example I'm giving. You know, it's similar, you know, I, I heard and I didn't know, know exactly Rav Gifta, Zechet Tzadik Lavracha, in towards the end of his life, whatever he was suffering from, from, he was incapacitated to the extent that he was like a shell of what he was prior to that. But, you know, like what we know as Eden, you know, it's brought down that Luchais, Vishivre Luchais, Munachem Ba'aren, that the Rav Gifter afterwards, and the Rav Gifter before is the same person, same Neshama, same Derech Eretz, same Kovid, same specialness. We see beyond, you know, if you only live in the physical world and you only think that's important, and you say, oh, you know, he was fiery and he influenced people and whatever it is before that happened and afterwards, you know. But we don't we don't look at things like that. We look at the Neshama, the Pneumius, and that's very important for people to know that if Halila, you see somebody where their certain gifts were taken away, you treat them with the same derecheretz and sometimes even more. Um, 
So, and I know with many people, they feel that way sometimes when they lose a certain uh, ability that they had and they, they are now, you know, lacking it. Well, you know, it could be athletic ability. When you were young, you were great at basketball and everything. And now, you know, you have a bad knee and you can't do it. That's like a superficial example. But and some are maybe that you were able to give shiurim and have stamina to give shiurim uh, and, and be unbelievable with it. And now it comes with a struggle. And you need to be calm about it and realize that these gifts that were given to you didn't really belong to you in the first place. Hashem gave it to you as a present. He knows what's best for us. And ultimately, He'll give us everything we need at every time. Now, as Agdama to this, I will tell you, um, I didn't learn in the Mir Yeshiva, not in Eretz Yisrael, not in the U.S. So I never met this Yid, um, this Tzaddik, Rabbi Fall Shmuel Birnbaum, Zechit Tzaddik Lavracha. Shashiva and Mir over here. I don't honestly don't know much about him. I have to read his biographies. And um, and when he was nifted back in 2008, I, I read articles briefly. Uh, he was nifted Chavches Tevis. I actually have a daughter that was born Chavches Tevis. But I don't know much about him. I didn't know much about him. But in Shul, where I dive in Shabbos morning, I see two svarim written by Rav Shmuel Birnbaum's Talmidim. There's one on Bereshis, one on Shemois. Uh, the Sefer is called Bekeire Shemoi, or Bekeire Shmi, I'm not sure. And it was taken from his taped Musa Shmuzen. Unbelievable things in there. You could see, again, and I didn't know him personally, you could see this Rav Shmuel Birnbaum Besides, of course, his godless entire, which is the most obvious, but he had a heart of gold, you could tell. You could see from the writing how much he loved his Talmidim endlessly, how he talked to them, how he tried to help them. And he understood their struggles, and he understood their dilemmas in the search of Avedis Hashem. So again, like I said, I have no personal connection to Yemir Yeshiva, although I feel connected to all Eden, so it's not a sales pitch. But the MS is MS, you know, and again, I'm a strange guy because I find MS in Tanya and the Beis Avram and the Chedush Yarim and in the Chafetz Chaim and in Breslov and in Slonim and in Lababich and in Satmer and in Kelm and in Navarduk and in Slabotka and in Tels and in Radomsk and Bobiv and Bluzhiv and Ger and the whole Litvish world, the Hasidish world. And the Sephardic world. And Beli um, Hefresh, the Ben Chai. I'm not a Sephardi. But you read the Ben Chai with the Chuvas of Avadia Yosef as an Ashkenazi. And we don't, we don't paskin. I'll give you an example. We don't paskin like Avadia Yosef, Ashkenazim in generally. But I, I look at his forum with an Amos covered with a with a, with a Peladik Aderech Heretz, and he has a Sefer of Avadi Yosef on Pirkei Ovis, Anafetzavis, a Peladik Sefer on Pirkei Ovis, bringing down all the Midrashim and Chazals on the, you know, the related topics. So, yeah, so I went to Litvish Yeshiva, Tervadas, true, and I have some Hasidish ancestors and relatives, but I fit nowhere and I fit everywhere. But Lamaisa, my Nakuda, is though, you can learn from everybody. You have to learn the MS from everyone. 
from the biggest tzaddik to the simplest yid who runs a grocery store, from the Russian refugee that's a pashat yid that tries to keep pyramids even though he doesn't know much in, the, in an educated way. You can learn a lot from everybody, from different people, different places, different neshamas. It all leads to the same Kaddish, same Makim Kaddish. You see, Rabbi Yaakov Emden, it was Rabbi Yaakov Emden and Rabbi Yonis and Abishis, they were two great, tremendous tzaddikim, both of them in their own right. And there was a tremendous machloikis when they were alive between the two. I'm not going to get into it now. Shem's help for all you daven that I am able to retire and have uh, Yishav Adas and able to give shiurim all day long. I would have a history shiur too and, and talk about all these topics. But they were great, great men. Now, but there was a big machlekes while they were alive between them. And between them, the rift was, I don't, it was never reconciled from what I understand. Now, after they were nifter, Rabbi Yaakov Emden of Nassan Eibeshitz, Rabbi Nassan Adler, he was the Rebbe of the Chafetz Chaim, he put both Svarim, he had the Svarim of Rabbi Yaakov Emden, and he had the Svarim of Rabbi Yainis and Eibeshitz, and he put those two Svarim side by side on his shelf. And what he said was, he said something fascinating. He said, now they're in the Olam Emes, they're in the world of truth, and now they love each other. And they're getting along just fine now. And we have to understand that about Sadiqim. And I sometimes, to be honest with you, I have my questions on certain Sadiqim. Every time I go through Parshas Vayeshev, I get Agmas Nefesh from the fact that, you know, the brothers threw Yosef in the pit. I have to admit, it bothers me. And I know they were Sadiqim. But, but you have to know that true Sadiqim, they fought tooth and nail in this world. And they may have argued with each other and never got along, but they are learning together now in the Olama MS. Even the ones that were bitter enemies down here, with big bitter machlagis, the ones that are real tzaddikim I'm talking about, the real tzaddikim, no matter how big the machlagis and more in the Olama MS, everything's fine. In the Olama MS, they're getting along. Right? And um, that's this, I'm a weird guy. I admit it. I mean, uh, you know, I could learn Devei Oil of the Satma Rav, extreme anti-Zionist position, then learn the works of Avram, Avram Yitzchak Kuk, Zechat Tzadik Levracha, and then I could go to Ramea Kahana, right? And he wrote a lot of Svarim and fascinating things, both pro-Zionist positions. I read them both, studied them both. I see the, the there's a complexity there. I understand what both sides are trying to say. And I'm not a political guy. I don't really care much for politics. Or the po- I have a lot to say on it, but it's not like I uh, have a personal, um, you know, hot-headed approach to any of that. But I understand both aspects of that. So what happened was that Shabbos, I was so nispoled from the thing. I asked my Rav permission that I could borrow the Safer. And I picked up the Sefer, and I hazard over the Sefer, and I wrote things down. And this is a concept from Rav Shmuel Birnbaum, Zeichet Tzadik Levracha. It's about self-acceptance. It's about being happy with one's tafkin in life. Even after a life of terrible inner struggles or conflicts, and you know of yourself personally, um, 
all the hummus that you have in you and the dark side, like I said, that you have. All of us have a dark side. But nevertheless, you have to realize that we each have a tafkid and there's something special here. And that pulls us out of whatever darkness we may feel. So there's a pasuk as follows. Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Eden about this Yid. He happens to be a Yid. His name is Bitzalel. Who is this Bitzalel? Don't know much about him. But he was telling them that this Yid will make the Mishkan. And it's Kalim. He will craft the Arun, the Shulchan. And the Pasuk says, Ru'u kara b'shem. Look, I'm calling with his name, Bitzalel ben Uri ben Chor. See Hashem proclaimed by name, Bitzalel, the son of Uri, the son of Chor, of the Shevet Yehuda. That Pasuk, think about that Pasuk for a second. Now, the, this Torah from Rishmol Birnbaum has a lot of depth. But here's the basic idea of that Torah. Rashi is saying that Chor is the son of Miriam. Chor is the son of Miriam who was killed in the Maisa Egel. And the Daskanim explains that when Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu to make the Mishkan, Moshe thought that he was the one that was going to make everything. Every single thing he expected that Hashem is going to tell him, you build the Mishkan, you make the Aaron, you make the Menorah, you make the Shulchan. Who is better than to make this than Moshe Rabbeinu himself? So Hashem tells Moshe, nothing doing. This Yid Chur got killed by, by the Eagle. I want his grandson Betzalel. His grandson Betzalel, he's the one I want to make the Mishkan, to be Mechaper for the hate, for the, for the murder of his grandfather Chur. And him building the Mishkan will be Mechaper on that hate. So Roshmuel Birnbaum, Zechet Tzadlik of Racha, proves that this reason of the Daskenim about Chur is not the real reason why Betzal built the Mishkan. That wasn't the real reason. That reason that was said was just to calm the Bnei Yisrael down. They were kvetching. They were complaining. Who is this Betzal guy who is doing everything? Right? Uh, who is he? So they, uh, they said, you know something? Hashem wanted it this way because his grandson, Betzalel, by doing this is mechaper on the fact that you murdered his grandfather. So, and they accepted it. But that's not the real reason, Rosh Birnbaum says. The real reason why Betzalel built the Mishkan was no reason at all. The reason was simple. He was created for that purpose. Period. Meaning that was his tafkid. His tafkid was to build the Mishkan. He was given that tafkid. No one else, not even Moshe Rabbeinu, was given that tafkid. So Moshe Rabbeinu originally thought that he would build everything. Why did he think so? Now he was an Anav, right? But, because, but Anav doesn't mean that he didn't know what time it was. Anav <laughs> doesn't mean that he didn't know he was Moshe Rabbeinu. We're going to talk about that, hopefully, in a different shir. He was the most wise person alive. He was the most holy person alive. He's the only one that spoke to Hashem, Panim, El Panim. He's the only one who went to Shemayim, learned Torah from the mouth of Hashem. Hashem even showed Moshe the form and the design of the whole Mishkan and the Kalim. 
And the, the Menorah, he had trouble understanding Hashem had to show it to him, but he understood everything, Kamat. So Moshe very much wanted to build everything related to the Mishkan, not Betzalel. Now, what Moshe wanted here was not for selfish reasons. It was not for selfish reasons. It wasn't that he should gain mitzvahs for himself or reward. He just thought, Moshe Rabbeinu, that by building the Mishkan, it would, make, it would be made in the best possible way in the, with the purest intentions, which the Mishkan represented, which would be the best type of a Klal Yisrael. And nevertheless, Hashem told him nothing doing. I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to build a Mishkan. I want Betzalel to build a Mishkan. Now, Moshe couldn't figure this out. Why Betzalel? Who's Betzalel? Moshe knew he was Moshe Nefesh and gave over his life to Klal Yisrael more than anyone in the world, more than Betzalel. But Hashem tells Moshe, no. See, I called Betzal by name. This is why he was created. He has to do this. Why does Betzal have to do this? Because, because that's why he has to do it. That's the reason. Why? The answer is because. And we'll be mamshich in the next feedback a little more about this. I have more to say. But to wrap this up, just to think about this hayra, ru'u b'kara b'shem Hashem is calling out, by the way, each one of you, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman. And Rav Tzadak HaKain says this. Listen carefully. It says, Yisrael, the word Yisrael means, Yeshishim Riboy Oisius Batayra. There are 600,000 letters in the Taira. Rav Tzadak HaKain asks, we see there are much less than 600,000 letters in the Taira. What does this mean? Um, so he said that what he means is, and listen carefully, that each one in Klai Yisrael is one of the 600 either Isis or parts of Isis, which without that ice or that part of an ice, the Sefer Torah would be puzzled. In other words, each one of you have a chalik of an ice in you of that Sefer Torah of the whole Klai Yisrael, that without you the Sefer Torah would be puzzled. So it makes no difference that ice you say, okay, I'm put into Bereshis Barah like him, my ice is there, my ice is in Anoich Yashem Aleikecha, the first Aseris Adibris. Oh, that's Chashev. And what happens if you're put into one of these, uh, you know, by the end of the Mishkan, the hook, you know, your ice is where they, you know, you have that little hook on top of the area over there, that ice makes no difference. You don't have that ice, the Sefer Torah's puzzle. The one that's in Barashas Barley Kim needs that ice on the hook of the Uriah. They each need each other. They're indispensable to each other. So each one of you, Ish, Isha, have a chilek in the Torah that without it, the Sefer Torah would be puzzle. So don't make light of your tafkid. It may seem small. It may seem trivial. Chanoich, he fixed shoes to benefit people with his fixing of shoes. Every profession you're in, it makes no difference. You could be a plumber. You could be a garbage man. If that's your tafkin and that's what you end up doing, whether temporarily or permanently, you know, meaning long term, and you use it Hashem, you are fulfilling a tafkin in the world. Everyone has a tafkin. Everyone has a purpose. 
And not, one is not intrinsically more chashev than the other, although we think along those lines in our human brain, you know, high levels, low levels. In that, in that chilek of it, there's no such thing as levels. Hashem looks at it in that blink as a one. All Aishis are connected as one. And that's something to always remember. Have a wonderful day.